Hello, and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And they, we are the Sherman sisters. I was about to say this week, just jump right into what the film was. Sure, but you got ahead of myself. Um, this week we watched Girl with a Pearl Earring. Uh-huh. Week five of Back to School. Yes. This week it's Fine Arts. Uh-huh. Um, this movie was boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry to say. Dude. It's very pretty. Very moody. Honk with a snore earring. <laughs> <laughs> Honk shoe. <laughs> oh, yeah. This movie felt Snork, very cool. me 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 me. I love the proliferation of that like jokes where you onomatopoeia snoring. Uh huh. Very silly. Good stuff. Some of the internet's finest recently. I think I have to agree. Um, but before we talk about fine arts, uh huh. Um, and this 2003 film. Let's sync up, bitch, as is our custom. Yes, please. What have you been up to? Thank you for asking. I finally got my permanent crown. Can you hear it? <laughs> Can you hear it? Does it feel better now? It does. The okay. bite was off for a little while, even though my <laughs> dentist assured me it was correctly seated. <laughs> I um, have, does, like, this is a very recent um, aspect of my life, and mm-hmm. I wonder, <clears throat> I probably attribute too much to turning 30 a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. But boy, if it really didn't just kick me into like no that you you know yeah you no. know what I'm talking about. It really does feel like at that point you the, cannot the bake the cake is baked. <laughs> you cannot reliably count on each and every one of your body systems to be um, vibing together at any no, given moment. They don't do that. They don't talk to each other. Um, they're working remotely. It's <laughs> it's not awesome. Uh, did you know all of our jaws are becoming smaller? Mm-hmm. And that's why I have a snaggle tooth now. I did know that. And was it something to do with like how mushy our food is or something? Yes, I think so. I mean, or that, I guess that's, that's also a, theory. a snoring thing. Yeah, yeah. leading theory. Um, I wonder if I can change the course of my life by eating beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> but at the costa, you know? <laughs> the, the, the breath. The, the, the breath is so loud. I used to really, I used to really love to gnaw on some beef jerky. Yes, in a different life. It, I, I haven't know, eaten kind of crazy to think five about years. eating something that has a silica gel packet in it. Yeah, to keep Ugh. it dry. Nuts. Ew, so gross. Yeah, my I would just friend. sort of throw that casually in my cart at Target. <laughs> like you did that in your like dino egg oatmeal. Yeah, the girls eat that now. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Man. And you can only get it at Target. They don't sell it at H-E-B. Hey, nobody does it like my Target. They're doing fall. <laughs> they are doing fall. Yeah. And we need to just not gatekeep the fact that Joanna Gaines has a mm. autumn spice candle. It It's impeccable. Goes. It I is am, so good. I have I have not recently smelled a fall candle I have enjoyed quite as much. It's her time. It, it well, this is her time. It's, it's she Christian gets stronger girl every day. Yes. She and Martha Stewart are women that are just sort of they reach their zenith mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in Q4. At this time. Mm-hmm. Which is very relatable. And I as don't yes, we all I feel I feel that I'm um like a vernal equinox kind of girl. Yeah, agreed. You know? Yeah. I'm at my nadir around Easter. Yeah. <laughs> the worst <laughs> time of my life, for sure. Every year, I'm like, damn it. That is the low this point. This shit blows. <laughs> Why did I sign up to live? <laughs> oh, my God. That's so true. I hate Easter. Oh, I hate Easter. I'm so sorry <laughs> to the Lord. What you did was so cool for us. 
<laughs> the aesthetic is rancid. And I hate that we honor you with <laughs> pastels. Eggs? It's, carrots? It is so tacky. It it's is a, so yes, tacky. Fake grass. Plastic grass. And, and a wicker basket. <laughs> the sensation of running your fingers <laughs> through fake grass in a whisk, wicker basket for pastel Rolos. And oh. I'm supposed to jump and clap like this is anything <laughs> close to Christmas. It's terrible. And, and honestly, too, it feels like it is as far away from Christmas as it's possible to yeah, be. I don't because feel the like, warmth of anything in that day. No, because you're like, it's been long enough now. Yeah. That... That the like, because you know I I do as much as I love Christmas time and I'm obsessed with decorating for it, especially like right after Halloween these days. Mm-hmm. Um, on January first, I want it gone. You know, I like want my house cleared of it. I wait till the uh, is it the Annunciation? Yeah, the sixth. Yeah, pe- whatever that day is. It's, I don't know. It's like whatever how many days after Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of that day, but I, it's not yeah. intentional. It's just like I sort of am cloaking myself in uh craig's catholic upbringing yeah. so that i can be lazy yeah well yeah. and that's valid for sure thank you um i just sort of like the like when i start a new year i would like to have my house really clean mm-hmm. on january 1st like i like to really like hyper prepare so that like i can wake up on that day and be like my house is clean I'm, yeah i'm in a i get that too. you know what i mean but um so like i kind of enjoy the buzz of that like new year return to discipline blah 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 all mm-hmm. of that like probably through about march yeah and then i'm like i'm ready for the decadence that comes with q4 <laughs> and that and now you just i must have to say, wade through the muck and the mire <laughs> and all for I have, six months yeah for the next four months it's just and gonna progressively get hotter and Houston? hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter yeah it just it sucks I can't keep doing you just it. stare down the barrel of like Six of the hottest months anyone has ever survived through. And everyone is now being very open with the fact that they get seasonal depression in the summer. Yeah, in, and I'm glad we're Texas. having that conversation because yeah. I've been saying it for years. Yeah. I hate summertime. Because you cannot comfortably go outside. No. And that's, like, super important mm-hmm. for your mental. Yeah, you're, like, trapped indoors. Yeah, I can't is, it, Honestly, it's like I always think, oh, I just don't like being outside. And it's like, no, I just don't like being outside in the heat. Yeah. When it is cool mm-hmm. not freezing i'm gonna take you up on that for like hikes this fall yeah because like when the weather is actually like a little bit chilly or just even a little bit temperate i like being outside yeah but you're a human i can't take my kids outside when it's 105 degrees at 4 p.m it's you know? breaking now finally thank god oh, thank god although i looked at the forecast for this we week and i was like it. why it's, it's so changeable hot. yeah it can yeah and they, honestly, honestly, they don't know, Lindsay. <laughs> the way, you and Dad always say this <laughs> because they don't. But the and weather app does apps, have like wild swings and what it'll predict. The weather app yeah. has insane swings, and it like because you don't get to see a log of how it's changed over time. They're like, we didn't say that. We never said that. Right. We always said it was going to be hot this week. Right. Stupid. Yeah. But it's so sad. It's like I've gotten my, you know, it like rained for like a week or a day or two last week. And yeah. the forecast was like, it's going to rain all week. And we were like, yes. And then it just stopped. Yeah. That sucked. It keeps doing that. Yeah. But then a crazy storm moved in last night and we were in Georgetown. See, we didn't get any rain really down here, but we had insane wind. It was so loud. I was oh, like, yeah. Parker, what is that? It was crazy. It's it was pretty crazy. We like it delayed us leaving the house for like another hour. Man, but I just take a shower. It was chilly this morning. Did you go outside at all? I did. It felt good. It was really nice. I slept so late. 
Oh, good for you. Yeah. Because it's Labor Day. Because it's Labor Day. Yeah. And then I got on my little laptop and tippity-tappity and did mm-hmm. a little work because I'm God's little fool. <laughs> but you took Friday off, right? Yeah, it was off already. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. A little four-day weekend. Yeah. Honestly, very nice. Yeah. I need to take more time off. So I think I three days a that. week is the right amount for me to work. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. honestly, like, like it when the when these happen it's like four days of work four days of yeah four days of work and it's like well that's very doable yeah that's a very pleasant cadence yeah oh yeah that's great i could do that we should just make days or make weeks uh eight days now Mm -hmm. it's just easier reason and there's like side a and side b of the week you seem like you were poised to upset the gregorian calendar like you, it, yeah, I you're am. open I'm, to it. I'm persuadable on that one for sure. <laughs> I guess I'm it's a happened married before. To it. Oh, I I know, but you know, you very, know, very briefly during like the bloody rain. Yeah, but I just want to say that I appreciate. <laughs> and I'm not crying because it's over. I'm smiling because it happened. <laughs> I just want to tell those young men and women that I really appreciate their willingness to experiment in the calendar space. I think that's very charming. I think, what was it? They made a year 360 days. And like, wow, that's astrologically or sorry, astronomically not correct. Yeah. I do appreciate the desire to sort of be like every month circle. is 30 days now. Yeah. You know, it makes a lot of sense. It does. But then you just get thrown off. And I just think it's cute when young people are like, I want to change something and I'm going to do it. And those young people did that. And so I just want to really applaud them. That has to be about the rosiest. <laughs> Well, I mean, you, not not all of that other mess, but I mean, the calendar department. I think, you know me, what I mean? I look at that and I'm like, the lengths of their mania, that they were like, uh, overhaul everything. Let's make everyone's life extremely inconvenient. Let's throw off agricultural I wonder what, like, sort, of drugs, what sort of drugs these young men were on. Uh, do you think it could be another one of those... Um, Mass hysteria kind of things? Well, what was, oh gosh, what's it called? Ergotized wheat? Oh, oh, could be. Yeah. That's a, or it could just be insane disparities between the wealthy and the poor. There's that, but there is like like a what's it what's the word? Like people people act pretty unchill in crowds sometimes. Yes, yeah. Um I know what you're talking about. Um like herd mentality kind of yeah, thing. There yeah, there you go. Yeah. But what if I, I need to finish that course that I started? Yeah, because it's really the way you're describing this is like John Lewis is good trouble. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's so a couple of young people who think they can make a difference. I literally do not mean because <laughs> let me not be said to agree with anybody that cut off Marie Antoinette's head. Yeah, that young woman did nothing wrong. <laughs> But and I've always said this, and I'll I'll die saying it. That young woman did nothing wrong. She was simply glamorous, and you all hated her for it. You guys were just jealous. <laughs> um. Anyways, I extremely hate her behavior the entire French Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so true. Um. Anyways, no, I like you know and. We're not, we're not here to debate the French Revolution. I was just talking about just the calendar thing specifically, though. Okay. I think it's a very cute thing that they I did. I think it's, um, okay. I, Unless they had, like, a really weird and unchill reason for doing it. I'm well, like, I why not? It, I think it was, like, to erase, like, French ties to Rome, right? Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Um, no, I'm, I'm open to, I think the idea of shifting it, the way you've said before, where yeah. it's like, the seasons are shifting. Wind the clock forward a little bit. Yeah, so, like... 
you know, either we have the expectation that it'll maybe be a little chilly on Christmas. Yeah. Um, and or that we winter just begins move later. when Christmas is celebrated. Christmas is now February 25th. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always been that. Yeah. And, you know, we're just going to have to change a few song lyrics, but don't worry about it. Yeah, probably. Which ones come to mind? I, I can't recall if there are any that use the word December in mm-hmm. them, but I'm sure there are because... Probably all the best ones don't, you know? <laughs> You're like right. I, I, I'm thinking of big hits, big Amy Grant hits. Yeah, that's true. Although she also... She would probably love to remind, you know, She's a dizzy remember. little bitch sometimes, too, with that, like, uh, what was it? Candy corn. And bitch. In the Christmas song. I love. Yes, but candy corn? Yeah. For wrong, sure. Wrong holiday. She's, yeah, no, she's playing fast and loose with it. Although, she who is. knows? Maybe in the 80s, people were eating candy corn well at Christmas time. Hey, could someone who's old write into the show and let us know, were they eating candy corn in the 80s, specifically in, like, sort of Christian households? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I would love to have been a teen in the 80s at Christmas time. Just oh, yeah. to experience that for a day, you know? Oh, I bet it ruled. I bet it ruled. Gen X, you guys snapped. And then they had like that beautiful attention span that <laughs> came from not looking at they screens. Had all that silence. Can you imagine it? And they took it for granted. Probably. Man. I don't know. Actually, probably was not very silent. I think the 80s were a particularly loud time. Yeah. And I know that in our household, as a young child There's in the 80s... There's never been a quiet era in our household. never been a quiet era. That would require the ability for any single person to shut the hell up for a second. So we've just never had an attention span, though, in yeah, our household. that's true. There's also... There was, like, a TV on in every room. <laughs> there was. And they were all, like... We would just play these, like... And you could just walk through, like, walk to your room to do your... Um, like, escalating wars on the volume of them, too. <laughs> Very silly. A lot of yelling across the house, too, because I'm comfortable. <laughs> but the house was comfortable. Yes. It was a really comfy house. I, was, I, remember, I remember going like, Ugh, when mom would be like, come to the top of the stairs at least. <laughs> Grant me this. Walk ten feet. <laughs> but you know what the thing was with you was you always had good sheets. Yeah, I always always will. And you know what's weird is that I, like, asked you and mom, like, where did she get these sheets? And mom was like, (laughs) overstock.com. And I was like, what's the brand name? And can you point me to them? And she was like, sure, I'll see if I can find them. And she never did. And I feel that this happened several times. That you always had, like... baby gets to be comfortable, but not you. You always had, like, the most incredibly soft sheets. And you'll recall, too, because astrology is real. Taurus. Like... As a little girl, too, I would take, like, the biggest, fluffiest stuffed animals and have just an absolute full entourage of them around me at all times. Yeah. And you really were a comfort kid. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Vibes. But I was like, I would like the information, and I was not granted that. Mm -mm. So. Because you're not that kind of girl. (laughs) I guess mom was like, you don't deserve ultimate comfort like your baby sister does yeah this definitely sounds like something you should hammer out with her next time you see her (laughs) no um but even like yeah even as an adult you just always pick really good sheets thank you it's really important to me yeah because it's my favorite time of day (laughs) (laughs) i ordered some really like stupid expensive um printed linen sheets and they look really sick thank you i love the look of them 
but uh, we put him on last week. When Parker first got in the first night in them, he was like, oh. <laughs> and I was still, I was still putting my moisturizer on, and I was like, do they feel okay? And he was like, yeah, they just take a minute to get used to. Okay it's good. is exactly how they feel. <laughs> but I guess, I for, like, linen sheets will eventually soften up. It just takes a little time. These are a bit on the scratchy side. Abrasive. Exfoliating. Do they, <laughs> do they breathe? Yeah. That's kind of the appeal of the linen, I yeah. think, too. I'm really, I'm so torn because I want to always feel like I have heavy blankets on me, but I, I want to feel cool. I, I overstand. <laughs> <laughs> this is, again, <laughs> the trouble with summer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I the word overstand <laughs> kills me it is so <laughs> i think about it all the time it's the reason we got summer bedding wait so does that work do you have like it's a, like it's helping a little bit but i still don't feel that i have like the weight that i want right on top of me i've seen some girls on tiktok talk about how they use two duvets in a duvet cover to make it like that really fluffy mm. feel and i bet that would feel incredible but is that hot probably See, this is like Massachusetts privilege, these girls on TikTok. I know. Look at my big fluffy bed. <clears throat> when we got married, we got a duvet cover, or not a duvet cover, a duvet that I, I think it must be actual down. Um, wow. It is, we don't have a queen size bed anymore, so I can't use this any longer. Oh, but we have it on our like pullout couch in the playroom. And anytime one of the kids is sick and we like get to cuddle in there, I'm like, God, this blanket is so good. Yeah, you can't get rid of it. I know. So I got to, maybe I should You'll just try to find a king size. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I should just try to find a king size version of that. Yeah, send me. I'll drop, look for it. Yeah. Drop me the info on that. But I think, I feel like I was reading that maybe like actual down is also better breathability, but it's also just really expensive. So like many, like many frugal divas, <laughs> I have um, uh, imitation down. Yeah, or I think synthetic that's fine. or whatever. Do you consider yourself a frugal diva? Because <laughs> I gotta tell you, I've never once called you that. I am not even a little bit of frugal diva. I love spending you money. Are, like anytime I'm out at a store with you, you're like, buy it, buy it. <laughs> I love to spend money. For sure, Honestly, I do. Me too. I bought a pair of really very special sexy loafers. They're <laughs> so, they are so good. Thank you. Wow. They're. I got some slingback loafers, and it felt good to buy them that is such a you shoe because it's kind of like a businessy girl it's like what cheeky if business, business but girly cheeky business i think would be two words i would use for your I'm fashion i'm working on that i would yeah. say yeah cheeky business mm-hmm. um anyway what are what are you up to um wow that really took some can you believe it so turns. that's sort of what i've been up to <laughs> <laughs> um yeah this weekend oh we went to a really adorable baby baptism which was fun. And that I left that out. And yeah. that I left that out. It was That's so okay. beautiful. It was so beautiful. <laughs> and wow, boy, I cried. Um, Man, me too. What a touching event. Yeah. Yeah. We sang a hymn together. And it was for the beauty of the earth. I love that. And our friend's mom played the piano and was like, if you grew up watching Little Women, you might recognize this. And I was like, Dawn. Man, you knew to say that to this book club. 
I can't carry a tune in a bucket, but let me tell you, I it love is that song. Fun to sing with it people too. Is. Though. Yeah. There's like something where it's like, oh yeah, this is how it's meant to be. I totally, as an adult, am like, I bet being in choir is actually so fun. Oh yeah. People, you know? People do it for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And like I wish I mean, I know there's like the gay men's choir of New York, mm-hmm. but like I don't there's know. There's one if, in Austin. There's like just a regular a gay men's choir or Mm -hmm. no so I'm like are there any other things like that where it's like not a Christian thing it's just like oh yeah I know someone who does that that's fun yeah like I wonder what the social aspect of that is like if the girlies have fun together yes but it might be weirder than you'd be thinking oh I bet it would be yeah because because do you remember choir girls in high school that's yeah do you sort of remember that yeah great for sure definitely and I also don't really know how to sing or read music so I'm not sure whether I'd be accepted into such a community it's kind of blows my mind I I bet you have to audition right music and now I can't yeah I know. Isn't that upsetting? What's funny I could read is it well. being taught that in school, and it was sort of like a, well, here's a novel thing you could learn. Like, that isn't information that you're just going to try to claw back for the rest of your life after high school. My God. Are you kidding me? They should I wish they'd said on it. Yes. Like, that should be treated sort of like math yeah. in the sense of like, this will actually enrich your life as a person but to know how to do this. The thing is, is that they used to learn that in churches. Mm. That's like, if you, yeah. like all the best country stars back in the day are like, of course I started singing in church. Right. That's true too. But man, I just mean sort of like, I wish more in school that they, they emphasize oh, yeah. like the, the, things arts. That, the things that you're going to care about are the things that like make your life outside of work worthwhile. Yeah. So... So like, let's take that pretty seriously, you yeah. know? Yeah, I, I don't think know. so. They do always make it seem like a little bit of a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, or maybe I just wish that adults were like, it's really important to have hobbies. Always have a hobby, you know? I think that people are doing that now a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. I don't know what I would answer that to. To what your hobby is? I guess this. Is it this? Yeah. <laughs> is it podcasting? <laughs> you, I think you are really, um... A good, like, and this isn't the media consumer, but, like, in a way of, like, in a good way, in a smart way, I mean. Okay. Like, intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you like to seek out new music, make playlists. You're good at, like, consuming and and curating the arts. Yeah, I always pass my time. It's, like, movies, books. Yeah. For sure. Tiwi. Tiwi. Yeah. Puzzles a lot lately. Yeah. Hey, that's a good hobby. I think really psychedelic looking puzzles. Yeah. This one is really going to kill me that I'm working on right now. What? This puzzle. I mean, like, what is it It's, it's just so tricky. It's is like it one co- of those, it's like... It's called, like, Cosmic Sand Sunset. Is it, like, an ombre thing? Yeah, kind of. Those are so tricky. Well, it's... I'll, I'll send you a picture. I got okay. it at, like, a, like a girly boutique. So yeah. Because, you know, I'm not going to do, like, a Thomas Kincaid puzzle. Absolutely not. I'm not going to do a puzzle unless it's something I would want to hang in my yes. home. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I should do more puzzles. You absolutely should. I did tell Parker a while ago that, you know, sometimes you just get a little a little inkling, an idea of something you want to do as you get a little older. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think as my girls get older, it would be fun to always just keep, like, a little table in the corner of the kitchen or wherever that always has, like, a big puzzle going. Yes. And then, like, whoever's home, you got you can go sit and do it together. Or, like, if you have friends over, they can take a turn. And, you know, just kind of, like... And that way they'll never do drugs. Exactly. Yeah. No, just it's, like, sort of a casual yes. thing to do. Because I think also having, like, a little activity that you can do without, like, having to make eye contact can make emotional conversations a little mm-hmm. easier for teenagers. Yeah. So... 
I don't know. I think that seems like a sweet thing to always have going. It's a natural extension of like bucket of kinetic sand. And yeah. And then like being older. Exactly. Yeah. Just something to sort of do with your hands. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Anyways. So that's what you've been up to? Yeah. <laughs> also, sort of just what I've been up to. Yeah, we. I think the only thing really that was worth noting was that that very sweet baptism. And yeah, then... That rolled. That was really cool. Um, and then, yeah... Oh, you had your Starbies pumpkin drink. Oh, my God. For the first time. You Was brought it, it to me. You brought it to me on Friday. I think I've had three or four of them since. What a special beverage. Yeah. Was that the first day that they were making them? September 1st, I think, was. Okay, <clears throat> that's when you brought it to me. Or maybe it was the second that you brought it to me. I think I brought it on the second. Um, um, wow. I don't want to gatekeep. No. I'll just tell you guys. Yeah. It's the pumpkin cream cold brew. I used to specify only two pumps of vanilla, but that appears to be the way it comes now. Yeah. Grande. Um, salt the foam. Yeah. Now, here's what's tricky. The app will not let you select or suggest salting the foam yeah you're gonna have to go in store and even then you might get an attitude i was gonna say i when i ordered my second one i got a bit of an attitude but then again i was also on the west side of town Mm -hmm. and i just don't really know how the young people on that side of town talk but my barista my favorite one at at the mueller one is that kind of older lady she is so nice. Oh, she rules. She is so she, great. She, like, introduced herself to me one time. Yeah. Yeah. What a special lady. When I went in that day that I brought it to you, yeah. it was, like, five girlies under the age of, like, 22. Were they cool? They were. Yeah, they were all sweet, but there was, like, um, a man there who was per- definitely not well. Yeah. And, like, like laughing like the Joker. Like, oh, loud. No. And, like, like, kind of, you got near the trash can, like, just behind me and was, like... <laughs> Like, oh, kind of, like, no. snarling in my ear a little bit. Oh, no. And I was just, like, I don't know how, if I were them and I were that age, like, I would be, like, I wish, like, an like an older person was perhaps here to tell yeah. me yeah. a graceful way to handle this. Exactly. Yeah. Those are really important soft skills. Well, you remember, like, at Anthro, it's, yes. like, it's kind of the danger of, like, girly retail spaces is, like, oh, yeah. um, do I need to get someone with some muscle to, like, handle Honestly, this? Honestly, yeah. lo- looking back, too, it's, like... The the managers who were really, honestly, at this point, my age or younger, mm-hmm. but they already had Children. so much more experience just sort of, like, handling the world yeah. and, like, knowing how to, like, be direct with someone and feeling comfortable in doing so. Because I always felt like a little shaking leaf when I had to be like, you can't steal that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, sort of indicate that I've seen someone put something in their bag. Um, like we had like a script we'd been trained to say and everything like, Oh, can I hold that at the register for you? But I was always like, you know, like, like, I don't know what I thought they were going to do. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah. Or like we used to have this one lady. Oh my God. She would buy just a shitload of the petite size stuff on the Anthro website which, because we weren't, we really didn't like stock it in the store. Our store was too small to have like the extended size ranges. Mm-hmm. So she would like place an order for like $2,000 worth of stuff at one time and then try it all on at home. And what she didn't want, she would bring back to our store to return. And she did this probably it would, like, it would like kill your day. It would just absolutely tank us. Like every time we would see her coming in, it was like, God. And that sucks so bad because it's like you didn't get the credit for the purchase. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So then you should not be docked. Right. And so, like, they did 
give us like the ability to say, cause you like the, the crazy thing is when you, in those days, when you would get a package from Anthro, it had the prepaid stick on shipping label, like the newly boxes. Yeah. They could not have made it easier for people to just mail things back. And that would not have hit anyone's store. Um, but I remember my one of my managers, like, kind of, like, leveled with this lady. Because we'd always be like, you know what? There's actually a label in your box. If you if you want to, you can mm-hmm. just send it back that way. Or, like, in the future, you can, you know, whatever. And she'd always be like, I know, but I want to return it in the store. So one of my managers was like, Deborah, or whatever this woman's name was, like, when you do this, it tanks us for the entire day like our store gets docked and like we didn't get the sale in the first place yeah and this woman was just like unrepentant you know like man she did not care but it feels like there needs to be an anthropology code of conduct i agree customer and employee you know what i mean like or just they should you be able to mark it as like it was an online return like like, what would Feist do in this situation? Right. She would not cause a stink at anthropology. <laughs> okay. She would, like, like she would listen She would to be manager. gracious. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, wow, I had no idea the harm I was perpetrating on y'all. As the founder, CEO, <laughs> pastor of anthropology. Yeah. You know, Feist is who we look to. <laughs> and she's very clear. One, two, three, four. Tell me that you love me more. Yeah. By not doing this to us. <laughs> One, two, three, four. What did you do that for? <laughs> you are tanking our sales. Help. <laughs> oh, no. Bless her. Man, I hope Feist is uh, preparing for her moment. Now that Indie Sleaze is on its way back in, I hope the accompanying, like, extremely feminine twee comes back as well, because that was sort of my comfort vein. That glittery jumpsuit is like, here we go. (laughs) I'm ready. I bet that these 22-year-old kids are here in one, two, three, four, and they're like, that is cute and jangly. I just, she's just waiting for Mushaboom to be a trending sound on on TikTok. I had this thought recently where I was like, oh, they're going to the find Mushroom Boom before are gonna long. Find it. Why and haven't they yet? I don't know. Maybe they just don't have anybody in their life that's if able Coco to tell Rosie them this. If comes back, we're, I'm, I'm checking running it out. through that glass window. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it again. Count me out on that one, I'm bud. not doing it. But I hope that Sofia Coppola feels her power is growing stronger. What a treat it was to see her. On what we do in the shadows <laughs> last week. And how very silly of her and her husband to agree to participate in that way. Yeah. Very goofy, They that. must be fans. Kind of like Danny DeVito and It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Wow. Pretty neat. That was neat. I really like her so much. Me too. Anyways. Yeah. So what I've been up to is all of that fantastic i'm sure i had a point somewhere back there well, we don't have a lot to say about this movie because this movie <laughs> didn't have a lot to say to us yeah um this movie was beautiful to look at is one yes. thing i will say the it cinematography was, definitely yeah, i like the beat definitely i like the beat like it was lit um very much like a vermeer painting to look intentionally yes. and i thought that was gorgeous skin always looks so beautiful in mm-hmm. that kind of light however the rest was a flop for me, babe. Yeah. Um, Didn't this, like, get nominated for Oscars? Oh, probably, like, best costume design or something. Because I the think it was... That I can't argue with either. Yeah. Because it was... I mean, the aesthetics of this as a period piece are unassailable, except for... And I have a big, big beef. And you should. The wigs, babe. <laughs> Specifically, Killian Murphy. They gave him... 
the dustiest, crustiest shake and go wig. It was party and this city. Was like a hot time for him too. Yes. Alexander Desplat did the music. Yeah, beautiful. And it was good. Yeah, very beautiful. Um, so the plot is that Scarlett Johansson is um, a young girl named Greet. I think she's supposed to be about sixteen years old in yeah. the book. Um, and at this point, Rembrandt would have been thirty. Not Rembrandt. <laughs> Sorry, not wow. that Vermeer. This poor man is his whole life being compared to Rembrandt. Um, Vermeer. Um, so, yucky. <laughs> so, first of all, I would say yucky. I mean, like, nothing really does happen between the two of them. Oh, but it was enough. But it was you know, like, like, I didn't there, know. This movie had a lot, a lot, a lot of those sort of like long stairs. So gross. Like a long blank stare, specifically yeah. from Scarlett Johansson. I didn't feel anything yeah. happening in my heart, in my head, in my soul, my soul. Yeah. Um. No part of me was stirred by anything resembling a romance in this movie. Yeah. No. I just sort of was like, poor gal, doll. You know, poor girl. I also just thought, like, ooh, what a time. And a place to be alive. Seems stinky, doesn't it? (laughs) Stinky, and I don't think the food was probably very good. here's where I might push back on you. What? With love. Yeah. The Dutch and their cheese. They do have very good cheese. I did not see cheese on... I didn't see it served. Yeah. Right. What I did see was all manner of very upsetting gelatinous confections. God, that's Um, so gross. This was the 16... The 1660s. Okay, 1660s. Yeah. Yeah. This was supposed to be painted in 1665, which is one year before the class I took. I took a whole class, I think I've talked about this, um, about England in 1666, or like London specifically. But so yeah, I actually, like this time period, I'm a little more familiar with. What is, what would you call this time period? In England, they called it the Restoration. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you would call it. Like the Golden Age for, it's like the Dutch Golden Age as far as like art. Well, because they, they were rich, rich mm-hmm. as a country. They were loaded. Yeah. Um, and like, still kind of are from those days. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that's the, the crazy thing about like European wealth is that in a lot of ways it's frozen in time. Yeah. Like, yeah. There was that crazy stat about like, the top 5% yeah. has not really changed over yeah. the past 500 years. No, it's nuts. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. Last night, Parker and I were talking about, um, like, Russian architecture and, like, how mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's, like, hard to tell, like, what their references are, like, what they're drawing from, and it just seems like its own kind of, like, specifically the Kremlin. Like, what is that, you know? Oh, it's actually, so distinctly Russian. Ben sent you know? a funny meme to our meme group about Russian architecture. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll pull it up. Um, but Parker was saying something about how, like, countries, kind of, like, their identity, their their visual identity is frozen at whatever their their, their apex was. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, like, Amsterdam, oh, my God, is so cute. And it's all these, like, gabled kind of oh, yeah. 17th century looking houses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, I'm sure you all enjoyed the meme. The uh, architecture <laughs> meme. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, um, it was just making fun of brutalism. Yeah, uh, which, which it seems like everything is right now. Well, everyone had, like, a moment. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like I'm so tired of this, minimalism. That whole Spartan era, and people were, like, openly celebrating brutalism, and I, I get it in some ways. It works, like, in lush environs. Right. So, like, a, yes. a Corbusier house, but, like, it's basically, like, letting the landscape speak for it. Right. 
doing that shit in cities is so disgusting. No sense of balance. (laughs) So nasty. Disgusting. Like, you have to bring some warmth and some, like, I don't know, ancestral, like, reminder of wood and organic materials if you're going to be living in a little rat's maze. Yeah, exactly. It needs to be designed for, like, humans. Yeah. Yeah. They got So there's got to be some more nature involved. Yeah, well, I think we're, now that people are finally having the discourse about, like, where the hell did all the color go? And it's like, right. I was there in the 20, we all saw it happen. It was a very colorful time. The 2010s? Yeah, well, no, the the oh. early 2000s. Yeah, yes. the 2010s were when it all started to get sad. Yeah, yeah. like, we boiled the fog And you guys, it that. was because we were all so damn screwed over. It was because we were so damn poor. <laughs> it was <laughs> so poor. But it's, I am hopeful that we're yeah that we're gonna out of that get back into bit. some more maximalist Colorful cars i think the return of like the ford bronco yeah. and like the color suite on it and the popularity yeah. of it is like only good news exactly you exactly know, by american i guess is what i'm saying yeah but I'd, i would like for like interiors to swing a little bit more mm-hmm. it's it's getting there it's getting it a little is. more like warm and livable because well, we're all too like hey um actually pretty gross when it doesn't look like people live in your house (laughs) yeah because the house is actually for you and not the other way around yeah yeah interesting um so yeah this is in holland so yeah i guess the dutch golden age it's that's where it is was she meant to be protestant and and them catholic because they made a comment about yes like clog your ears up when they're praying um yes okay so vermeer converted to catholicism not catholicism catholicism (laughs) for his wife um and like on Wikipedia, they were saying that uh, it actually seemed like a really genuine. It wasn't just because he liked her, but like yeah. he actually seemed to genuinely commit to it. Um, and uh, his mother-in-law really was sort of the one that had a little bit of wealth to support generally their lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but obviously, things got a lot better when he would sell a painting. So mother-in-law was very interested in the timeliness momager yeah sort of having to sort of be that person in the household what was the prevailing um mix of protestant and catholic in holland at the time i don't know i would guess by this point it was already majority protestant yeah that does seem strange that it would just like go that quickly well i don't know yeah i would say because it's kind of it's not all that far from germany where lutheranism was like really picking up speed yeah I wonder what they, like, what, at the time, what they thought that said about you. Like. Oh, I would take a class on that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I mean, um, in, like, Northern Ireland in the 70s, like, there had become, like, pretty clear class lines around. You know, like, if you were Catholic, that often meant you were poor. Yeah. Um, Was that the same kind of deal here? Or what? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Very curious. Hmm. Um. Anyways, so they live in Delft, um, which is known for its pottery, and you see that Greet's dad um, had been a Delftware potter, but he lost his vision, and it looked like he had a, a bit of a deformity on his hand, too. I couldn't Something tell. Something like that, yeah. Um, so her mom is like, we're ha- going to have to send you to go work in the Vermeer household as a maid, because um, we need money, but also we like can't keep you here. And um, so her dad sends her with a little tile, and it's like her one link to home Mm -hmm. and then Vermeer's bitch daughter breaks it oh yeah that she was such a little she was a bitch dude (laughs) Um, I hate to say it 
I hate Cordelia, to say it. right? Yeah. She tries to frame her for stealing yeah. the earring, right? Yeah. She's just a little the titular bitch. earring. Uh, was it the earring? No, it was the tortoise shell comb. That's what it was. Um, so, Vermeer's wife is pregnant. Um, she's, like, kind of rude from the get. Like, for no good reason. Pretty icy vibes off yeah. the females in this family. Yes. Um, <clears throat> um, so... Um, they show the neighbors getting evicted and the like kind of older maid that's training greet Tanika. That's a name Are I've never heard in my me? life. I know. T-A-N-N-E-K-E. I'd never seen that name. There were so many unusual names in this movie. There were. I mean, I don't well, know. Let's, let's start with the gorgeous Greet. Greet. Yeah. I don't know if that's like, that was like a really popular name at the time I'm in sure. the Netherlands, but I've never even heard of it on like a modern Not Dutch person, you know? But I guess I don't really know what's common in, I don't know. I don't know Dutch names. You, uh, this is again, I think I, I, Making a good case to just, like, pick a popular TV show, like, in the Netherlands. Yeah, and just watch just it. Be like, yeah, like, what's, what's they, what are they up to, you <laughs> That's know? That's a good idea, yeah. Right? But then you can't take it too seriously, because it's like watching Friends. Right. And thinking that's how people live. Even exactly. though the apartment is so big, how can they just give me it? some idea to, like, anchor myself to, of, like, what do people's houses look like there? What, how do yeah. people live, you know? Yeah, we could... You know, when we do our post-show chill, yeah. uh, when we untuck in the Interior Illusion <laughs> we could go watch, like, Dutch TV or, like, something. Yeah, yeah like a weird for European sure. TV show. That or sounds we could great. watch Watch What Happens Live. I we think that would options. also be great. I would love to watch some Andy Cohen content. Yeah. Um, so, uh, pretty early on at the house, you, like, don't see a lot of Vermeer for a real minute. Um, in fact, you don't see him until after... So I was starting to say, Tanika tells Greet when they see the neighbors getting evicted, like, um, the lady at the house is going to be a real bitch this afternoon because she hates thinking about money trouble. And sure enough, they, you can hear her upstairs, like, yelling at her husband, like, you've got to get this painting done. Like, what's the holdup? Apparently, he paints very slowly. And I mean... Sure. Perfection takes time. Right. I mean, she might not know this, but, you know, Vermeer's kind of, like, a big deal. Like, we still talk about him. Right. You know? Um, apparently, he was, like, not a big deal at all in his own lifetime. Well, that seems to be such a trend, you know? Such it a does. way of life. Yeah. But, boy, we talk about him now. We keep his name in our we mouths. We keep him in the conversation. For I sure. Feel. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, um she has to go take a message to Tom Wilkinson, who, again, I think maybe him and Imelda Staunton might be the two most represented people yeah. on our podcast. Yeah. Very rarely is he not on the podcast. Tom Wilkinson can do it all. Mm-hmm. And I applaud him. <laughs> he sure can. I hope that he gets a Lifetime His Achievement Award. stunts. He does it Choreography. All. Man, I love that man. Yeah, he's great. But he's very good at playing a villain. And right he does that again grandpa, here. Though. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he is Van Riven, right? Van Riven, which is like a patron, but pretty much his only patron, which I guess, did you, did you only have one patron or I just assumed him at like a customer, but maybe he's actually like paying him a retainer. Primary patrons. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And they would be like just paying you regularly for. To create things, or Again, was it only like, for commission? Can point me in the direction of a book on like historical, like art economics. Mm-hmm. I would love to know that. Mm-hmm. 
I would too. So, um, anyways, this message says like he can come see the new painting and also like, I guess for the baby's like introduction, I don't know if it's like his christening. It's a sip and seat. Yeah. That's what they kind of made it sound like Mm -hmm. a viewing of the baby or something. And I was like, is that a thing? Um, so Tanika's like, this guy's bad news. Like he got his last maid pregnant, like stay away from Mr. Van Riefen. Um, oh boy, you took a lot of notes on this. Maybe. I did actually. Um, so, anyways, Greet eventually starts like learning stuff from. I'll just like kind of compress all of this. Yeah. Like she learns what a camera obscura is. I still also need. Yeah, some come information. Over here and teach me that, Colin Firth, because okay. I don't. Come on, uh, I, I don't say, know that. I, so last week I missed my um, art history lessons because mm-hmm. I had something like I every night. I missed my Rome lesson too. But I've got time to catch up this week. Great, um, and I'm planning to tomorrow. But um, they like really explained how to do linear perspective the whole way through in a more patient way than any art teacher I ever had in elementary school. And I'm like, oh, okay, it really is just sort of huh. that simple, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, it doesn't have to be this, like, very unapproachable thing. It was really cool. I don't know. Um, but all that to say, I'm sure that they're going to explain to me what a camera obscura is because oh, good. Uh, that just seems like something they would do. Something they, that you know their character um, now. Because I, he explained it a little, and I'm like, I don't get it, though. I felt, okay, here's the thing. Colin Firth is by no means like a bad guy in yeah. this movie, I suppose. I don't know. Actually, he's sort disagree. Of a neutral. He's a, he is sort of like dancing around a vibe with like a sixteen year old. Right. Again, different time, but, but um, also like concurrently, love the wife of your youth. Like knocking his wife up before she can even stand back up again. Yeah, get after off of her. <laughs> off of her. Give her a break. Yeah, they did have. Um, I think ten children. No, they had like fourteen. Oh, I have to look it up. Oh, Ten to, to fourteen that, children. It, a lot of them. Too so many kids. Colin Firth like develops this like frisson with Scarlett Johansson because if you're in a movie with Scarlett Johansson in the two thousands, sort of like written into the contract. You know, I don't really feel one way or the other about her any longer. Same. But at the time, I was like this bitch because it just felt very much like because every she role she ever played was yeah every role every role she ever played was like well, she's going to steal your husband there was like the Jezebel moment yes. in the discourse where it was like actually you owe her an apology and then you know sort of no i don't <laughs> like you're married to Colin Jost yeah yeah the the absolute worst head writer like of course there is a, a degree to which women and myself included were like I don't like Scarlett Johansson because she acts like a hooer. But like, <laughs> I think it was really like because she, she was, was so hooer roles. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that she was like extremely unapproachably pretty. Oh, she's so pretty. She's so so pretty. And she's pretty. a good actress. And at this time, the media was hell bent on being like every other woman around you. Fight. Do you see this? Is your competition? Yeah. <laughs> So if you're, this is Scarlett Johansson, and if you're not prepared to look like this, catch up. It was also like prison rules. Like you had to go punch the strongest looking person. It was like, Scarlett Johansson, you think you're so beautiful? How about we think that you are nasty? (laughs) (laughs) Like Megan Fox, we noticed your thumbs. (laughs) Got your ass. (laughs) And the thing is, it kind of worked. It's so <laughs> like, true. They were like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> it hurt feeling. They they really made us foot soldiers mm-hmm. for 
it's it's hard to break some really nasty sort of patriarchal not very helpful things sure sure all that to say yeah that's basically like unfortunately for scarlett johansson i would say especially in this era because she was still quite a young woman yeah she was getting cast in these sort of like oh she's a jezebel sort of right but what this movie actually kind of casts an interesting light on is that like she was an unwilling one for sure unwilling but still you know that she would have been judged yeah because like that scene where von reifen tries to have his way with her yeah wow and he was like, don't say anything because they'll just be upset with you. I was like, oh, God, it can't be me nauseous because it's like, yeah. yeah, he's right. Like, yeah. if she said something, they'd be like, you're really annoying us right now. Or, like, they would be like, you were trying to be. Yeah, they'd blame it on her. Yeah, yeah. you were trying to be too attractive or whatever. Yeah, I mean, the whole Gross. the whole movie felt like her attractiveness was like, I felt nervous for her right. being that pretty. Well, and, like, several of his, uh, her, her hair covering... I guess all of the girlies were doing this. Can't say. Um, like two men asked basically to see her without her hair, like her cap, and she's uh-huh. like, "Can't do it. No, no, can will." <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, which I'm gonna make you beg for it. <laughs> I just think was interesting. I don't know. Like, um, she's like very clearly like she knows like. I have to keep myself covered because yeah. of, like, respectability and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird, like, how hair is, like, the sexuality. Like, that's, well, like, a stand-in for vulnerability. Yes. And that she's, like, 16 and, like, all these men are sort of, like, leering at her. You're yeah. like, someone get this girl out of the city. Protect these young girls. Yeah. Um, Killian Murphy's character is, like, sort of at her level. You yes. know, age-appropriate same social standing yeah he's a butcher he's a butcher um and he's very clearly into her but she does go hook up with him but she still doesn't let him see her hair right yeah and i think they like have sex sort of like getting the lead out i think so around i think so yeah mirror all that time yeah for sure um or maybe also just trying to like i was almost essayed just a moment ago right um let me sort of let me reclaim this situation yeah exactly so von reifen the patron is like uh, you could you could give me your like new nursemaid and that'd be like pretty sick. Like about yeah. Uh, what's her name? Greet. Greet. And they're G R I E T. Yeah. Greet. They knew like what happened to the last girl that worked at his house, which was like not good. Yeah. And we're like, mm, I don't want that. So right. he was like, How about instead you? Uh, I'm gonna commission a portrait of her. Uh, from you, Vermeer. Yeah. And oh, such a creepy thing. Yeah, very creepy, and she doesn't want to do it, and no one in the house wants to do it, but the mother-in-law finally is like, you have to do this. Right. Um, which causes a whole crazy kerfuff with the, when the wife finds out. <clears throat> yeah. The girl pierces her ear for the... Oh, it's short for Margarita. Well, that's actually a very pretty name. Yeah. So why are we going by Greet? Yeah. Mm. Or Marguerite. Yeah. Also a pretty name. Marguerite is pretty. Okay, yeah. I think maybe we just maybe we go with like Margie. Can Margie I say just works. Margie? Um, um. Anyway, after she finished, like obviously in that time, Van Riefen tries to take advantage of her. And yeah. She narrowly escapes that. Goes and hooks up with Killian Murphy. Yeah. Um. He wants to marry her, and she's like, "Ew." <laughs> <laughs> she kind of just like shakes her head no. She's like, I don't. Like, it's not really that deep. It's not like that for me. Yeah. I'm sorry. The portrait is finished. The wife loses her damn shit. 
Um, oh my god, yes. Oh, I was she, uncomfortable in that scene. Yes. I was too because I was like, she has a damn point. She did have a damn point, and with like the earring specifically, like she's wearing my earring. Yeah. Like you're in this first of all, you paint all these other women. Why don't you ever paint me? Am yeah. I not pretty enough? And she was so pretty. Oh, oh my gosh. He was like, you just don't get it. And it's like, sorry, do you think Greet does? Or do you think that she's she, 16? She's being nice to you, dude. Right. Like, it's She's the, your employee. The thing with, like, old men picking sort of a bland young woman. <sighs> and then being like. I'm going to project everything yeah, onto her. Well, and, like, he tells her to, like, he, like, teaches her how to, like, mix paint or whatever. Because she's, like, I can't tell how curious she actually is about any of this. She just has to be nice. Yeah. But he's, like, sweet. I can mansplain art to her. And so he's, like. Here, here's how you mix paint. Now mix me some paint. And she was like, I don't have time. And he's like, find it, make it. I'm like... Yeah, he puts her in some real you're pickles, like, This is frankly. exploitative working conditions. Yeah. This is not fair. That's what I'm saying. He's not, like a very, he's not a sweetheart. He's not a sweetheart. But Colin Firth, I think we can all agree. We can. Um, but, you know, yeah, not a likable character in this movie. Um, very few are. Yeah. Yeah. Even ScarJo's like, I know I, I want the best for her, but we're not like... I actually don't think I was rooting for a single soul in this film. We're not like homegirls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, well, because she was 16. Right. You know? Like, Lord. Um, so, yeah. And then, oh, as she leaves, the older maid gives her a little parcel. Was this supposed to be from that maid, or was it supposed to be been sent by Johannes? <laughs> But it's like a little bit know. of the silk, the two silks that she'd worn on her head and both of the earrings. Probably from Johannes then. Yeah. Um, and then they show the painting and it really is such a beautiful painting. It's a pretty great painting. Wow. Yeah. I thought, so I know last week I was like, this will be the first one based on a painting. We did forget Belle. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was like wrong on two counts. A, this isn't based on a painting. It's based on a book about a painting. Okay. Fair. But I mean, but Belle same. is based on a painting. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember at the time being like, I, it seems a tricky thing. Yeah, <laughs> it seems that we've sort of pulled this whole thing out of thin air and just sort of manufactured the story. Yes. You know. Um, okay, so twice now our um, system has tried to tell us uh, that we're done. Yeah, and we that got we played off. Yeah. So. Um, and we've tried to edit it out. Let's see how successfully we did. Um, but. Next week, we're going to continue back to school with yes. physical education. Phys ed. Um, uh, and we've previously committed to watching the film of A League of Their Own with a friend of ours. But the TV show, yeah, technically fine. Fair play. Up for grabs. So we'll watch the first two, three episodes. Yeah, that sounds great. I've already watched the first one. We'll talk about it. We'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah, I can't wait. I've heard mixed reviews. So. Yeah, and that's what I would say to you as well. Yes, as well. Um, so watch that with us or not, but that's what Join we're talking about next week. for PE. Yeah, for PE. All right, bye. Bye.